Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. People are insane at Costco. Well, I'll give you that it's Thunderdome on a Saturday at Costco, especially if you go anytime after opening. Dave and Mahoney. Which is most people. Well, no, I mean anytime like. Anytime after opening. <laughs> well, after opening. If you go after like 10 a.m. If you or go noon. between opening and closing, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, guys, uh, there is no way to sugarcoat this. The National Transportation Safety Board confirmed it is conducting an investigation after a worker was killed after they got sucked into an airplane engine. <gasps> yeah. No. This, this, this was a suicide. It was? Really? Oh, yeah. no. You'll have to know. He jumped in. That's horrific. Well, yes, I mean, that's, that's I some guess horrible, that's, horrible news. I mean, it's a terrible way to go, but I mean, at least, at least it, I mean, that's better than like accidentally getting sucked in, right? I don't know. I guess so. Yes. You that's know? not on my, yeah, that's not on my bingo card of ways to go. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I would I'm, choose that's a, a hard pass place. for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So there's, there's a bunch of other uh, people that are saying, hey, like, just be careful, obviously. But that, I'm actually kind of encouraged that this was not the sort of thing that can just, like, happen to people that are out there. Yeah, I mean, it can happen, but yeah. it didn't happen that way. Yeah. So some good news today as well. Uh, the Dolly Day, which is a thing over in Ireland where a bunch of people get together all dressed up. Is as it for the sheep? She's beloved Dolly everywhere. Parton. Oh, I thought you were talking about the sheep Dolly. No, it's the first clone sheep. His name was Dolly yep. over in Ireland. You're right. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Are I you mean, sure we're not talking about that? I'm sure that I'm not talking about that. It is about Dolly Parton. Mm. But now that you mention it, Dolly Parton does kind of look like a sheep. Don't you talk about her wigs like that? I'm not. No, I'm just saying. I mean, like. Don't you talk when, about her wigs like that? When, when I hold up this picture, Mahoney, uh-huh. Dolly Parton or sheeps? Quick. Sheep. <laughs> see? I mean, it does kind of look like a herd of sheep because it, it, like it does. It Let does. me see. Let me see. Okay. Dolly Parton or sheeps? That I can't tell. It's see? in black and white. You can't even tell. It's in black and white. It's 2023. We Use can't color afford ink. color ink around here. That's one of the things I asked for for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, uh, but I, I had no, I mean, obviously the, you know, Dolly Parton is an icon here in the United States. I didn't know that people in Ireland also love Dolly Parton. She is a, a literal world treasure. Yeah, the only people who don't like Dolly Parton are like. Nazis. <laughs> like, for Even real. Some I Nazis think the Nazis like, ah, like I mean, her. Yeah, they were like, eh, man, islands in the sun or islands in the stream. That slapped. <laughs> I guess 1,100 people showed up uh, wearing blonde wigs. Yeah, I also hate Jolene. Uh, uh, cowboy boots, rhinestone-covered costumes to attend the event. Uh, and it's all for a great cause, too. So it's for the Cary Hospice and Comfort for chemo carry and um you know it's just it's a Good, fundraiser uh, yeah not no shocking there that you know something dolly parton related is related to a, a great philanthropic uh event and organization that's all that she's really tied to For in real. the states as well i mean yep. she is she is again i say whenever what would dolly do it's everything dude her and yeah. willie that's like that's all we need you know like forever the, the, forever her and willie Makes the world a better place. And the guy, his name is Eugene. He runs the event. He said that he's going to show Dolly the photos in an attempt to try to get her to come to Ireland. And she said, nah. (laughs) She said, I'm good here in Tennessee, baby. Thank you, though. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So Apple is really going all in on this whole thing with their virtual headsets. And I, I mean, I will say that as far as the VR headsets go... 
These are way better looking than the Oculus ones that we've Absolutely. seen for a couple of years. I mean, no shock there because considering how, you know, Apple's design team has always been designed and, you know, aesthetic has always been at the forefront. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen them, they just basically, in the, the latest renderings, look like a pair of ski goggles. Yeah, like yeah. Apple ski goggles. Yeah, they look like ski goggles that you'd wear if you were actually hitting the slopes or you won the World Series. Sure. Uh, but... I guess it's not going to be the sort of thing where you can just walk into an Apple store Wait, and buy I these. I can't just walk in and spend $3,500, give you $3,500. That's, that's the cost of it. No, they, they, they're they making you jump through a couple of more hoops, uh, but they're saying it's with the customer in mind. Oh, is so, it? Yeah, you Tell to, me more. You have to make an appointment, so you okay. can't just walk in even if you have that $3,500. bucks. you are ready to plunk down right there. Uh-huh. No, no, no. you got to make an appointment ahead of time, and the reason why is because they're saying that it's going to be in a separate space in the retail stores, which for them to make separate areas in every retail store in order to sell these things, I mean, they're really kind of all in on this commitment to making this thing work because that's a lot of work to do because it's not just like, oh, you go walk over to that corner and that's where they're sitting yeah, on the shelf. Yeah, it's sitting on the table. No, this is going to be, I guess, like an immersive experience where you can like see what it's like to own these things. Interesting. Yeah, um, they're calling it a fully immersive experience for users who want to try before they buy it. So Apple, again, is um, trying to kind of make these exclusive. They don't just want to, like, flood the market with them. And, I mean, I think more than anything, the price point is going to keep people because, I mean, the the going rate right now for, like, a new Apple laptop, like the 50, because I actually think that it, it's pretty cool, the 15-inch MacBook Air that they just came out with, but that's, like, 1500 bucks. Yeah. And you're talking about this is thirty five hundred dollars. I mean, that's, and that's a lot. A, of money. And that's a tried and true. You know, like the, the the thing that's different here is like we know how laptops, we know how computers work. Yeah. Like as we get older, mm-hmm. as we are, yep, adapting to a new system of how to operate yeah. something. You know, like is it going to be very intuitive? Are like. That may, I feel like that's going to slow some of us down. That's what's kept me from going to Android many years ago when I was fed up with Apple. Yeah, most most people, um, even when you're younger, because I, I remember that distinctly when you were talking about how you're done with Apple. And it was 10 and years that. ago. Yeah. yeah, it was 10 years ago. And so you're in your early 30s. And even at that point in your life, you're like, I don't want to learn a new operating system. I'm stuck feels in my different. ways. Yep. It feels different. and. We've experienced that many times over the years. Normally, it's with work where they force you to learn something new, and you absolutely hate it up front. But then eventually, you kind of well, you, you to do it, it because you have to you because have you're to. getting paid. Exactly. This is you know it seems more optional, but I do like the fact that they're going to give you the the hands on trial. The price is obviously ridiculous. Am I going to try it out at some point? You you know I am. What um, are you gonna What are you gonna try out on it? Uh, yeah, you know, we'll see if my wife joins me or not. <laughs> How private are those rooms? Let's see. But not what, at the Apple Store, please. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, and the one, but one of the other interesting things that I saw about this is that you know people are you know they're talking to a lot of the people who beta tested these, and the biggest complaint from them is the one that I said I thought it was going to be. They're too heavy on your head for extended or prolonged periods of use. Well, I have some wonderful news, Mahoney. They are uh, potentially going to upsell you as well so you can purchase a top strap, which could alleviate some of that pressure on your head. Um, And that is available for purchase. And then they also would recommend... $1,700 for that, right? Yeah, yeah. If you... uh, If you wear glasses, they also have uh, prescription lenses that are available. Uh, That's going to be an additional $600. Whoo! Okay. Yeah. Um... I don't know, man. We'll see. Is this the future? It's either the future or a real expensive mistake. Apple doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but we will see. This is David Mahoney. Yay! 
Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. So I feel like every relationship has one partner who's the moody one. They can kind of be a little up and down sometimes. Are you the moody one in your relationship? Message deleted. It's a good question, Audrey. Um, No, I don't think that I'm moody. I definitely, I am like a little shelter puppy. Mm, (laughs) I've been through it, dude. And I don't know. I just, I am a, I love words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. I need reassurance. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get it, like one million kisses a day, um, I think you don't love me anymore. So if that that is color me moody. Even though he's coming home to you every day, every night. We live separately right now. Well, that was your choice. <laughs> True. <laughs> Which is part of the moods. Which is part of the yeah. moods. No, man. No, I'm not necessarily moody. I, I think that uh, hormones and ovulation, holy moly, play a huge part of that. Do you get pouty? It's hard being a woman, man. Like yeah, It's hard I, explaining I, this to dudes. No, I, I mean, we we live it as well, right? I mean, but, but you don't, it's, you it's don't different. get it, though. Yeah, same but different, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we, we experience it on the other side of things. But I, th- I feel like, Mahoney, you and I... Uh, as far as like being moody, like we need Audrey to have a little bit of like that pouty nature about her. We wake up, we're consistent. We're, we're way too consistent. Yeah. It's so boring. My <laughs> wife says that she says I'm the most consistent person she's ever known yeah. when it comes to like waking up in the morning. Like I don't wake up in a bad mood ever. I've never, ever, ever had him show up and be grumpy. Very rarely. Never. I mean, Never. the old, I've been hung over sure. and passed out. Yeah, you've you've slept. You've actively slept yeah. during the show before. Sure. But, but yeah. I was in a good mood. Good, good great mood. Yeah. Whenever you woke back up. <laughs> Can you guys name something that you gave up and was just like really hard to let go? A habit, a, a, a routine, you know, what was it and how did you eventually give it up completely? Message deleted. I feel like we're all kind of uh, like hyper fixate on things when we get into it. But mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, Mahoney, if you recall, I used to be really big into playing poker. Yeah. And we, we used to play a lot of poker. I used to love it. And uh, then I then I kind of gave it up, not because I needed to necessarily, because I wasn't playing like high stakes poker. No. I was playing like one three. Um, but it, it just got boring. It's just such a grind. Well, that's for somebody that's kind of how everything has, works, though. You know, yeah. you are always liking to move and poker. It's if you don't have game. patience, yeah. like especially when you're playing against like the old grinders mm-hmm. who just like are retired, have nothing to do, nothing and they just do. want they just want to sit there and take your own money uh-huh. slowly, and they do. That's their day. Yep. And for me, um, yeah, I just uh, I decided. Okay, this is too boring of a game for me. Yeah. I don't know when that decision happened, but it just did. And now I have really no desire to play poker anymore. Mine's more so uh, drinking on the weekdays, you know, while the sun is up. Oh, man, that's a good time to drink. I mean, if, unless if I'm not doing an activity. Yeah. Like golf. Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. But outside of that, like I would say in the last, you know, 12, 13 years, that's the one that's slowed down for me. A lot. See, if I were going to date, if I were going to drink at all, really, it would. I would hope it was to be Jay drinking, and not, not night drinking. A, not on a, like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. You know, for me, that's I, I've I've kicked most of that out. Like weekday, weekday. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. It depends yeah. what you're doing, right? Sure. Like you said, like if it's Golf. an activity or it's a holiday, you know, like Fourth of July, but, that's different because 
you know, that falls on a Tuesday this but year. There were so many times where we would just get done with the show and I'd have like a friend, go meet friends at the bar early or just go hang out and yeah. drink during uh, the day, yeah. you know, and then that's not super healthy. Probably not. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, guys. Enjoy your show. I don't know if I should tell you this or not, but Costco's got a 1.75 liter Costco Kirkland pre-mixed margarita that's delicious for like eight ninety nine a plastic bottle. How cool is that? Have, have a good day, guys. Message well, it's like we're in day drink today. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. You guys, it happened yesterday. The contractors are done. Your house is officially livable now? It is not, but close. So we don't we still don't have a kitchen. The the cabinet guy is coming, I think, this week to okay. finish that part off. But you don't really realize the joys in the little thing like today for the wife and the kids waking up at the house, not having to go, okay, the contractors are gonna be here in an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they're gonna be there throughout the entire sure. day. And contractors with little little kids. It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. My three-year-old son loves nail guns, as it turns out, which... I mean, who doesn't love nail they guns? They are a lot of fun. Cool as hell. I, I, I get where you where so, you get that feeling from, officially, boy. Officially, how long did this take so far? How long ago did they start? About a month and a half is what we uh, have been dealing with, because we got the keys to the house back on May 15th. Now it's the end of June, so That's about a month and a half. pretty good, though, all things considered. I mean, I know that it feels like an eternity, but I mean, construction takes some, and you're not even a tenth of the way done through your house. Oh, no. I mean, it's like most of the big stuff is now floors, done. Floors, walls. Yeah, the floors, the walls, all that stuff has yeah. been moved and is done. And I'm like very, very happy with that. But you're right. As far as like actually being like set up and settled in, like a lot of our stuff is still just in boxes, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to pull it all out. Now, once the kitchen cabinets get put in all that stuff, it'll be fantastic. But just last night, the thing that got me is... We did like a Instacart order. Yeah. Love Instacart. We didn't get a lot of stuff, but just putting bottles of water in a refrigerator that was inside as opposed to out in the garage or, or that in your mini fridge mini in the, fridge in the master bathroom. bathroom yeah. Like today, it's a big day. We're gonna move the air fryer downstairs. Oh out boy. Of the, out of the master bathroom. See, but no more poop particles in the air fryer. Dave. But are you going to be honest? Are you, are you going to miss that air fryer in your bathroom? A little bit. I was actually getting a little nostalgic about it today. I was yeah. like, oh, man, I really kind of going to miss getting my coffee going and cooking up my breakfast while I'm drying off from my shower. So I was <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man, you may start a new trend. I was walking through some houses, you know, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And one of the, you know, I love looking at houses that are so far out of my like, Can't price them. range. I do the same thing. I'm like, why, why do I have my top of my budget at three and a half million dollars on Zillow. I can't afford that. What are my, you talking about? Eight. Dreams. <laughs> eight million dollars. And I can afford eight dollars. Uh, I was in a bathroom that had a, like, a built-in coffee machine maker in the, like, Ooh. in the owner's bathroom. Yeah, I mean, like, how often are you really, Butler's like... pantry. Yeah, like, who really needs to have their cup of coffee while they're getting ready. Because I've seen Me. those ones where they have, like, it's outside the, the main area. You've got, like, a shelf and some storage or something sure. like that. But this was, like, in the main Built-in primary the bathroom. bathroom. And yeah. I was like, you, you should do that with a fryer, man. You should do, you got a sink, and then you got a fryer just built into that bitch, like, wait, industrial. Wait. You're, you're not talking, like, an air fryer. You mean, like, an actual 
fryer to fryer, like, fryer, yeah, to, to make French fries in the yes. morning. <laughs> you, dude, you, you think about you waking up in the morning, throwing a blooming onion in there, <laughs> just spinning it straight into the grease. You know what? I want to start my day with twenty seven hundred calories. Uh, those, uh, sir, is it more than that? <laughs> That's forty seven hundred calories. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. I know that both you guys are spending a uh, decent amount of time alone right now when you're at the house. Do you guys ever get uh, creeped out at night, like when you're home alone? Yeah, man, I got a gun in my nightstand. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> Absolutely do. So my uh, my wife, you know, tends to not be like a nervous Nelly when it comes to this sort of thing. But we did recently move into a new house. And with the new house comes like you're kind of figuring out like the noises your house makes. Uh-huh. You yes. Know? And Breathe anytime your house you- is breathing. Hold on, yeah. Dave. With this new house? You buy a haunted house? I might have. I'm not sure. I mean, we're <laughs> it's just really mean ghosts who are just, instead of like haunting you, they're just causing you just to. Just unhooking my gas line and making yeah. me hire people that don't need to hire. Yeah, they're just, just you know, making, uh, you know, the, your home improvements and your renovation go yeah. really, really slowly and it's, costly. Like, you, it's the ancestors of your contractors making sure that they're getting paid pretty like, penny. Did you just unscrew a light bulb? Like, why would you do that? That's just so mean. mean. That would be mean. the funniest, pettiest ghost. If I was a ghost, a ghost, I would absolutely do stuff like that. So this, uh, unfortunately for this this mom uh, in Florida, this was not a ghost. So you know how, like, if you get an Amazon package, and, and by the way, getting, like, the overnight Amazon package, love that when you wake up and the package that you ordered is there as soon as you walk By out like the 4 door. 4 a.m.? Yes. What's up, 4 a.m. delivery? It, Sorry to every driver. It's kind of dangerous to be, like, an overnight Amazon delivery person, right? Like, oh, doesn't for seem sure, like yeah. You're just you're walking, walking on people's, people's property. Houses, middle yeah. of the night, you know, sort of thing. And you know how many, you know, especially the type of people who will shoot somebody who's walking up at, like, you know, it, 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 just randomly walking on their yard in the middle of the night. Those are the type of people who got drunk and forgot they ordered something on Amazon. And they're too. still up, right? Like yep. the Amazon person's out there just trying or to do their job. Or messed out. Yeah. yeah. Well, this this particular mom was getting one of those overnight packages delivered, and it's standard procedure, right? So the Amazon driver takes it, they set it down somewhere probably pretty close to your take a picture. front door, and they take a picture, sure. and that's in your email whenever you wake up. And this mom saw that there was, hey, here's the package of what I ordered. Uh, the problem wasn't that the, the package was sent to her in picture form because it's right on like her walkway. It looks like leading up to her front yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's very, very worrisome for this mother of four who was home alone with her kids is that there is a pair of legs. Pair of legs? On the top part of that picture. Somebody see that photo. is like sleeping outside. Like the Wizard of Oz. Like in her driveway and there's like a pair of legs. Literally like the Wicked or the, was the, the Wicked Witch of the, the East. East. East, yeah, that got but smashed by the house. little ruby slippers. Because this person's not wearing any shoes. Looks like their legs are fairly dirty, but it's just like the knee oh, down. Oh, I thought those were like stockings. I thought they were stockings no, too. No, look, look, it's just somebody's laying there on the ground. Oh, yeah. Taking a nap and this Amazon driver, to their credit she's like i'm doing my job here I, hey, hey, i'm mind my own business yeah right. but this mom very upset by the fact that that she sees some legs in the photo and she's home alone with her kids and she's like you know one of my kids windows is right yeah, there. yeah nah, man yeah uh she didn't even want to give the local news her name because she was worried that you know like just very paranoid about what could come absolutely next sure um, you know, hopefully she ordered some bear spray. I don't know. Or Drod decides to, like, drop a house on that person. That would be nice. Yeah. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. 
It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. And Ryan Reynolds is all over the place. I thought for a while there, didn't he say that he was going to like slow down and stop acting or be more, a lot more selective with his roles because I he wanted to spend so. more time with his family? Yeah. Apparently he tried that out and decided that he doesn't like his family. Of course not. Yeah, because I'm, people like that to get to where he is are driven people. You yeah. don't just slow down. Again, one person in the history of acting has done that. It was Rick Moranis, and that's it. Nobody else could pull it off. A lot of people say that they're going to do that. We were talking about Chris Hemsworth the other day and how he also said that he was going to stop acting. Yeah, like they had like a heart, to, you know, he yeah. may die or something. going to focus on his health. And then he did an entire series. I think it was on like Discovery Plus That's where or they found the, the, yeah. the health thing. And, uh, you know, chronicling his health and, yeah. and you know, what he could withstand and everything else. And now he's just back to making a whole bunch he's more movies. Well, why are you yeah. saying it like that? You're making it. He was like, oh, my gosh. Now he, he had this health concern. And, oh, my gosh, he's back to working. Well, because leave some for the rest of us. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth, the roles that he's up for, I mean, we're next in line for sure. Same thing with Ryan Reynolds. I mean, they're looking for mid-aged guys with dad bods. You guys are like Chris Hemsworth, Mahoney, and Ryan Reynolds, Dave. Very similar. Very similar. Doppelgangers, you might say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ryan Reynolds is now... We are taller. Are you? uh, Well, Chris Hemsworth's probably pretty tall I don't think Chris Hemsworth's 6'4". Okay. Six well, today. While you're looking that up, uh, Ryan Reynolds decided that he was going to uh, buy that soccer club over yes. in the UK, and that's actually worked out pretty well for him. That like that team has done well, and it seems like he's really enjoyed that process. He has now joined the portfolio to be a partial owner of an F1 team as well. Oh. Okay, which I is mean, kind of cool. You're talking about big time sports, obviously Wrexham. I think they moved up. In their division, yeah. too. And, yeah. you know, they signed some new stuff and obviously becoming very popular because of him and Rob's uh, ownership. Uh, but owning F1, when you talk about, like, the most expensive sports to be a part of, F1 just is it. Like, the only thing I think is more expensive is that, like, luxury lot yacht racing that exists. Yeah, yeah. And that's just, like, F you money. Yeah, you're just hiding your money at that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess this, this investment uh, group, is worth more than $200 million. And Rob McElhaney, who's a co-owner with, of the soccer club with him, uh, is in on this one as well. And then uh, actor Michael B. Jordan is also in okay. on it. So, oh, okay. Yeah. It seems to me that because the the market and the competition for celebrity liquor has been so vast and wide and everybody's trying to glom onto that, that now I feel like everyone's searching for the next thing. Like yeah, you keep hearing like, for people like do wanting soccer teams and then hockey teams. It's like I don't know. It just seems like it's the next thing. It it really is interesting how it, it kind of you're right morphed from a celebrity just being a celebrity and good at whatever they do, whether that's acting or yep. being a rock star or whatever. To now we have to own everything. But one of the most prolific investors has been Ryan Reynolds. I mean, the Aviator Gin that he had with Hugh Jackman, which mm-hmm. I'm sure is still a thing. The I, Mint Mobile is. But I think he sold it. Did, did they develop the, what they're doing is they develop and sell. I mean, think about Casamigos for George Clooney. Yeah, they billion develop, dollars. Get yeah. it, make it a thing, and then sell it. Yeah, but you just pointed out, Mahoney, one of the more interesting things is like Ryan Reynolds also had a mobile company, like yeah. a mobile phone company, which we don't really see a lot of. But um, this one, I mean, this team, I guess, is knocking on the door. Alpine, which is the name of the team, finished fourth in 2022, fifth in 2021, 2020, and 2019. So, I mean, like, they're in the mix. They're still behind, like, the big teams with Red Bull Racing and Aston Martin, Ferrari, Mercedes, all those. Yeah, you those know are those the top names. five teams. Yeah, but uh, but they're in there. They're in the mix. So, we'll, I'll be curious to see if, uh, you know, the, uh, the the new investment group can pour some fuel on that. Uh, and did some research, Dave. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, 6'2". Chris Hemsworth, 6'3". So, ah, collectively, we, we are, are taller. taller. That's right. Look out. 
Uh, John Hamm got married in Big Sur, which is kind of surprising because, you know, John Hamm has been sort of like the bachelor guy forever. But I guess, you know, finally, you know, deciding that he's going to settle down. Well, apparently he's been in a relationship for a minute then. We just didn't know it. Yeah. I, <laughs> they got engaged last year after dating for a couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like three years uh, from the time that they started dating. And, I mean, she's gorgeous as well. But uh, they got married in Big Sur, which is just an iconic spot. So congratulations to John Hamm officially off the market. That beautiful ham. And congratulations to his wife. Yeah. Yeah. This is Dave and Mahoney. Yeah. Um, Dave and Mahoney present. Uh, what do I expect Fast, 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 fast food, food freak out. Shut up and listen to my order. Well, I guess if there was one game that we were going to play without a contestant, this would be the one. Because mostly it's just Mahoney and Audrey talking amongst each other and the contestant going, yeah, I'm going to follow their lead. Uh, but the reason we don't have a contestant, because I looked over the phone, I'm like, hmm, no one's calling. Do they, do they, they, do they, they, they finally realize that we are a horrible <laughs> show and they, they're all gone now. Everyone's Everybody stopped has stopped listening. No, so it turns out the uh, the network is down here at the radio station. because Somebody the, didn't pay the bill. Like, the TVs went off, I don't know, what, an hour ago About or so? That, and I was yeah. like, that's weird. They just stopped working. Yeah. And then I went to go check the phone to see if that was working when no one was calling. And sure enough, it's not. Yeah. So very unfortunate. Okay, so here we go with Fast Food Freakouts. Uh, again, apologies that we don't have the, uh, the contestant on standby, but again, this game is mostly about Mahoney and how much he loves fast food. So here we go. The first one is a guy is being aggressive towards the manager after they were rude to his girlfriend, at least in his own eyes. Leave. First off, fix, you fix, you fix my energy. Fix my food. Take care of your problem. You ain't getting nothing. Leave. I'm not getting nothing. Nothing. Leave. Get my food, fam. No, it's in the trash. Leave. Can you give me Leave my or refund? Leave call the cops or I'll call the cops. What do you want? No problem. Your name is what? Bob. Bob. What time you all close? Oh, it don't matter. It does matter. What time do you all close? I'm going to call the cops. No problem. I'm just asking a question. Oh, no it problem. don't matter. Goodbye. Mm. There is some music. That's hard. I got to hear some more. Uh, what are the, what are the, oper- this one's real hard. There they, was some music in the background that oh, made me almost think it was food court. I was not expecting yeah. that gentleman's name to be Bob. I don't think that's his real name. I don't think that's his real that's name. That's not either. the manager's real name. Some no, call me no Tim. Chance. <laughs> uh, it's either A, a Starbucks, B, a Taco Bell, or C, a Five Guys. Let's hear this one more time. Okay. Leave. First off, fix, my, fix, you fix my energy. Fix my food. Five Guys. Problem. You ain't getting nothing. Leave. I'm not getting nothing. Nothing. Leave. Get my food, fam. No, it's in the trash. Leave. Can you give me Leave my refund? Leave or call the cops or I'll call the cops. What do you want? No problem. Your name is what? Bob. Bob. What time are you all close? Oh, it don't matter. It does matter. What time do you all close? I'm going to call the no problem. I'm just asking a question. Oh, it no don't matter. Goodbye. It's, it's, late, it's either late, no. a Starbucks it's, or a Five it's, it's, it's Guys because there's it's, music. It's late night at a Starbucks. It's not a Five Guys. Not a Five Guys, I promise you, because there's two people in that place. Copper, Copper in the live chat, twitch.tv slash Dave Mahoney said he did hear some rappers. You guys going with Five Guys or, or Starbucks, Starbucks or Taco Bell? Starbucks. Final Starbucks? Answer. I'm sticking with Five Guys. Both of you wrong. It's a T-Bell with it's music? It's Taco Bell, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. My world is shook. Okay, let's see if we can write the ship here, guys. Who goes inside a Taco Bell ever? And also... Why would you do that? There's a perfectly great drive-thru. Yeah, every time there's a perfectly great drive-thru. Every time. Why would you ever be inside of a Taco Bell? He deserved that. Throw every person's food away that goes inside of a Taco Bell. <laughs> you come in here, I'm going to be rude to your girlfriend, throw your food away. <laughs> no you. cheesy gordita crunch for you. I am putting you in the trash can yourself. All right, wow. here we go. On to number two. This customer uh, brings in a homeless man in to buy him some food, and then the cops show up and try to arrest him for trespassing. McDonald's. 
Okay. No. And with that, the officer is going to arrest me. Sir, you're being disorderly. I'm not being disorderly. Yes, you are. The guy, did, he didn't ask me for food. <laughs> and I saw him across the street and I brought him over here and gave him food. Okay, we're here because apparently he's asked multiple people, okay? Multiple people have complained. So it's not just you, okay? If management is asking you to quiet down. I'm just asking you to quiet down. down. I don't even know what's going on, but we're yelling. What's going on is you That's saw it. That's a McDonald's. That's a McDonald's. That's a McDonald's. <laughs> That's a McDonald's. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's McDonald's. I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I called it choice. before even hearing it yeah. because there is no place like other than McDonald's, really, where you see like uh, people who are homeless getting fed like you do at a McDonald's. This guy, his voice, the the dude that's yelling at the beginning, like he is on the edge. Like I would have called the cops too because that the tone of his voice. And with that, the officer is gonna arrest me. Sir, you're being disorderly. I'm not be being disorderly. You know, he's out here trying to do something nice yes. and then... Uh, and feed somebody. Yeah, man, I don't like that. I don't like it either. I you don't know what I do like? You guys synced up. You got a point. Here we go. You can win it right Let's here go. if you get this last one correct. This is a pair of customers that uh, requested a refund, and then the cashier started arguing with them. Is it 725? Come on, can we get the money before you get snacked? Give me my money. Don't right. me. Just right. Give me my money. Right. Can we have our money? Can we have our money? Right. 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 I'm Mariah, recording her for corporate. She's talking about yeah. Her makeup gray as hell. Gray? So she had the wrong shade on. <laughs> oh, no. Is that A, a Jimmy John's, B, a Culver's, or C, a Burger King? Not, Not a, a Culver's. Culver's. Can we take that one out? You can remove Culver's immediately. Culver's is out, yeah. Okay, we're unseen here, Mahoney. Jimmy John's or Burger King? I'm going I think BK. Burger King, because I don't think the guy who, who runs Jimmy John's, he, he'll get your call and be like, nah, shut up, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's not answering. He's too busy hunting wild game in Africa right now. Yeah. Literally, like hunting elephants and lions. Burger King for the I'm win. Too busy shooting rhinoceros. Yes. <laughs> Burger King for the win. You did it. You pulled it together. That's right. Well done, guys. Started out just absolutely terrible, but you managed to sink out. Dude, because who goes mute. inside of a taco bell? Oh, that's no, not our that's, fault. That's, that's and they're, play, they're playing unauthorized. Music inside oh, no, the no, no, no. <laughs> Copyright infringement. Yeah, I'm calling ASCAP and BMI. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, you have become the sort of guy that loves saving money, which is really interesting because for the vast majority of the time that we've known each other, and it's been a very uh, casual 20 years or uh-huh. so that we yeah. have been uh, fast friends, uh, you have been quite the opposite of that. You've been very, very good at spending money. You've been good at making money as well, which does help. But, it does help. Uh, you have not been the frugal type until recently, and now uh, you kind of seemingly are overly excited about things like credit card points and haggling people down on medical bills. Dave, I mean, first off, I mean, I'm saving money by spending money. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that's how you get rich. That's how you get rich. That's how you get <laughs> not saving money and saving money is nope. saving money by spending money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I was I had I had a you know right before. You know, we moved to the new studio and everything got started. I had my, like, annual physical, you know? Like, I get blood work done. I get to make sure everything's done. And they were wanting to run a new test on me. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, just something because I'm Was it the old 41. finger up the... No, it's not no, no. not that yet, which also, come on, man, let's hurry that up. Why we got to wait till 45? Yeah, let's, let's get that going. <laughs> let's get this party started. <laughs> but it was, you know, these things ever since I got sick and I was in the hospital a few years ago, you know, paying a little bit more attention to my health, you know, just doing these these quarterly checkups. Which is smart. You're to make in your sure. 40s now. Yeah, sure. absolutely. You know, I, I got I got bills. Every person that we talk to that is uh, a medical expert of any Type say that preventative medicine is just as important as treating something an ailment that you currently have. That's right? why I get Botox. Yeah. You know what? That's smart. Preventative. Preventative medicine. 
Absolutely. Injectables. Hot. Yes. Preventing She's wrinkles pre- in the future. Smart. Mm-hmm. So I get this, you know, blood work done. Normal thing. I've done it probably 12 times over the last three years, uh-huh. you know, every quarter. But they added something new and from a new uh from a, a a new lab, I guess they were sending something off to, uh-huh. and I was just like, okay, sure, you know, assuming that like it's like normal, it'll yeah, be covered it? by my, it'll be covered by my insurance. We so, just tend to trust doctors pretty blindly, well, because right? they don't give you any information. So why would you assume that this one thing that they're asking for you to be able to to do for whatever reason that they have decided? Why would you assume that that would not be covered underneath your insurance? And right. so I get a bill. For twenty five hundred dollars, joking! Wow, and for I'm like, what? for what? Because exactly. they used a different lab this time. Well, that's not, not a lab that I chose or whatever. They're just like, oh yeah, we're going to send it to this lab. Okay, no new information. Nothing has changed. You know, this was something that cost me eighty dollars a quarter. Now I get a twenty five hundred dollar bill. See, this makes me wonder. Whenever you know, and this is just me being such a cynic, I'm sure. But whenever I'm looking at things that happen like this, that are just seeming like a check for the doctor, are you getting a kickback from this? Are you getting a kickback? Because why other? Why would you just change the lab? And here's the crazy part. So I'm like. Dave, you're right. I've become way more. Audrey has inspired me to speak up when there an injustice has been done Do to me financially. And so I'm like, you know, and my drive, Darren, my, my drive is, is a lot Darren longer. Darren when it's on, when it's valid. Yeah. And this a $2,500 unexpected, $2,500 unexpected bill. Is that valid. is That is valid. So I call, I call this, I call this lab and their billing department on my, you know, my, my 30 minute drive home. And I'm like, I start giving them, I'm like, what's this deal? They're like, this is just what we do. You know, this is, you know, we referred to by your doctor. This is how much we charge. And I, mm-hmm. so I start giving them like the sob story, like, hey, you know, I, I can't afford this. This is, you know, an unexpected bill. And they're like, okay, well, we can drop it down to $2,000. No way. And then I go, so this is, then I go, okay, well, you know, that's still just so expensive. And I, you know, like I'm on the phone with them for 10 minutes. It goes from 20 $2,500 that I owe them down to 2000 down to 1500 down to 1200 And finally, I get it down to where I think is probably the lowest I can get it, $800. So you're telling me, you're sending me a $2,500 bill, but in the course of 10 to 15 minutes, I can talk you down to $800. So what did you have to put out there in order to get them to keep dropping it down? Were you I just like, kept giving them like, like I, hey, I, I'm I, not, I can't know, afford this. I can't afford I, this. And then then all of a sudden, uh, it's it, my, my kids are not going to be able to eat. Uh, and I know that because they're in an orphanage right now and the orphanage is, all, is on fire. It's on fire. Yeah, and I didn't need the gas money to go there to try to save them. gas oh, prices are out of control. The baby can't be fed and I am baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I need to be able to feed the baby. You don't yes. want to tell them which but, baby it is. Yeah. You but, are baby. But when you, but Audrey, it's, like I think it's like it just felt like even paying this eight hundred dollars. Yes, it wasn't twenty five hundred dollars. It was eight hundred dollars, which is still, still. ten Dude, times. I'm surprised what I you was didn't paying. call your uh, your doctor's office. I'm, I'm going to burn that place next, to the ground. I, if, if you and that doctor aren't boys, I'm done. Because you, you usually no, go to friends. This is not my this like my doctor. Doctor's yeah. not a, not a friend. No, like dude, my dentist I, and all those you know those people I got. But this person, so it just made me feel like this is such just like what a scam. It is. This whole thing was that I in in the course of ten minutes you can knock you know almost fifteen hundred dollars off. It's I I'm sorry you had to go through that. That sucks so bad. Thank Dave, you, would you have just said okay twenty five hundred dollars? Let me eat it, or would you have called? 
Uh, no, they're going to have to send the collections and sue me. I'm trying. I got to buy a house, though, man. I got to. Uh, like, you can't have I gotta, I, Once I get this house, then all the bills are going. I don't give a damn about my credit. For you. You're foreclosing on another couch. Yep. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Mahoney, is it just me or do some of these really high ABV beers taste like straight syrup, especially the darker ones? They have a thickness that's just so weird to me. Do you know why they're like that? Also, would they go good on pancakes? Mm. Message deleted. I mean, there's plenty of like maple bourbon aged stouts that exist that will fit into that category. I mean, you drink what you like, you know? Like, don't let anybody, if you love drinking, you know, macro lagers, drink a macro lager. If you like drinking fruity-ass beers, drink a fruity, whatever. Like, if you're judging somebody else because of what they're drinking or what they enjoy, you are the problem. No, yeah. this girl's coming from my throat. I don't like it. You are, you're, a, you're a stout girl. I'm a stout girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's not I'm allowed stout. to like stouts because you like stouts? No, 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 no. She, well, that's not what I'm saying. She's no. just, it sounded like she was like trying to say that they were like syrupy and gross and yucky. And it's like, no, how about you just dude. try um, to drink them a little bit more and you might change your opinion. Your, I mean, if you want to talk about one that's like breakfast in a bottle, that is one of my absolute favorites from your neck of the woods in Kentucky, the uh, Kentucky bourbon stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. You know, I mean, even though it's not from Kentucky, it's named after Kentucky, but the from Founders Brewing, so good. Yeah, good cut, uh, the Kentucky bourbon barrels as well, just in general. They have a, uh, a vanilla version mm-hmm. of it that one of the ice cream shops in Lexington decided to make into a, like, adult float. So you pour that on top of a just vanilla bean ice cream and then go at it. And it was one of the best delicious desserts that I've ever had. I'm always surprised at how like alcoholic ice cream creations haven't caught on more. Yeah. I feel like they pop up and then they, those stores never last. No. They always go, you know, it's just too much of a good thing, man. You got to pick a lane. I don't know, man. Why you love, I love ice cream. I love bourbon. Let's combine them. Please leave a message after the tone. All the years you guys have been in radio, have you or any of your coworkers or friends in the industry ever filed a workman's comp claim? There's got to be a decent story behind one. Message deleted. We no, we, we should have, but uh, our general manager was was on to us. We, uh, we were doing a charity event. It was for the American Cancer Society. And the entire stage collapsed on us. Mm-hmm. And like the whole, imagine if you're on a stage and then on the back of the stage is where the big truss is that's holding up the lights and the speakers and all of that. That fell forward and hit us. And thank God we were the only people on stage because about three minutes earlier, they there were kids, elderly people, cancer survivors. All of them were cancer survivors who had fought off cancer and we were standing, luckily, they were standing near that truss. Yep. They wouldn't have been able to get away. You and I were on the front of the stage. We had to j- state hit us and then we still had to like jump slash fall off the stage. Thankfully, somebody in the audience screamed when they saw it falling and that had we turned around just in the nick of time to see it falling towards us, and we jumped off the front of the stage. You got the brunt of it, though. It got you uh, right in the love handle. Right in the love handle. I mean, it left a big old bruise. Like, think about the size of two footballs. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on the side of my, 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 my lo- I mean, my love handle. What's Luckily, funny? I was a little, it, little fluffier that year. Yeah. <laughs> we were in these in the meeting with the general manager, and he's like, hey, like, are you guys okay? I heard about what happened. And he's like, nah, it got me a little bit. And he just straight up pulls his love handle out in the GM's office. There it is. And GM's like, ooh, 
And you guys didn't file anything? Well, no. I mean, we weren't like serious. Thank God we weren't seriously hurt. But here's the thing that really sucked. So this was before weed was legal. And I was smoking a lot of weed to go to sleep because, you know, we were just, this was like one of the first, first or second year we'd been doing the morning show. Pretty early on. And so I was having problems going to sleep because I was an overnight guy. I was doing like late night stuff throughout all of my radio career. So like getting adjusted doing mornings took a long, long time for me. And they're like, you have to go to an ER right now and get checked out. And I'm like, I don't want to go because... Here's the only way we can get I fired. I was high yesterday. I yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm high gonna, right now. I wasn't high right <laughs> then, but if we, you know, most of the time if you're injured mm-hmm. on the workplace, they they take a they take a sample to make sure you're if you're not on drugs so the company can just get out and they don't have to pay you. Right. Even though I'm not high right then. That's why you don't do drugs, kids. And so I'm down I'm down in the HR office talking to, you know, we had a pretty cool HR lady. I was just like, hypothetically, if somebody were to get hit by a stage, and also have smoked weed recently. <laughs> so, but what you're telling me is, is that you guys didn't file any type of claim no. because you were scared of doing it against you? the Cancer Research Foundation. No. Would have been a, I no. mean, that would have been a real bad look. No, I mean, well, honestly, I mean, we've been really stage setting mean, falling we, on you guys. Have we been really hurt? Then that's a different story. Like where we're actually like injured, but we were just like bruised up. Yeah, it was fine. Well, you know, we're still young, still young lads at the time. Sure. You, know, it's, it's, you can take a few punches. But uh, they did. But, Do you but, remember? And honestly, we should have expected it because the guy that set up the stage was an Elvis impersonator and he was setting up the stage in costume. Yeah. It was, that's on us. That was on us. We should have known better. Yeah. Do you remember though, when we went to the ER? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they know, were just like offering us like crazy pain pills. Do you want all the opioids in the world? Yeah. Because this is, what 2000, year is this? 2009. Ah, uh, yeah. heavy and, pushing. And they're yeah. just like, take it all. And we're like, nah, man. Nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't need another Well, you could have sold it. <laughs> Please leave a message after the tone. My wife is like, hey, I want to go eat sushi. You know, so we get the family in the car. And as we're leaving, I'll look for a sushi place nearby. And it's called Naked Sushi. And the navigator leads us to an apartment complex. So I thought maybe, maybe the website can tell us how we're supposed to find this place. And oh my God, when I opened the website, it's called Naked Sushi for a reason. It's a private dining experience where you choose the girls and you eat the sushi off of the naked girls. I was shook, man. Message deleted. I've been to a, I got taken against my will by a salesperson at an old station to an event like that. Really? So there's and a, there's I a not, big... It made me re... Mommy was, doesn't even like hugging strangers. Can I, you imagine him eating I was, sushi, I, random fish off of people? Uh, some poor naked girl. I, I was young at the time. I think I was probably like 25, 26 years old. And the uh, saleswoman was probably like 46, 47. So she had about 20 years oh, she hitting on, on me. Yeah. And it was like, I, you know, at the time I didn't, completely understand what was going on because I'm just going along to get along. That's uh-huh. probably really uncomfortable. And it huh? was, because I came back and I told Dave about it and I was like, this was real weird. And so the next week I went in his place and it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, honestly, what this sounds like though to me it does not check out because when I think of a naked person with sushi on them, I think of like a high-end, like plastic surgeon having a party at a mansion. Not, oh, sure, showcasing not, their work. Not someone's apartment. You can't this, do this, place this in an like apartment. A, they had a they had a male strip club upstairs at the place I went where they had the naked sushi. Again, that's on you. Then. Which again, why you know we couldn't eat upstairs? 
<laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. Okay, Mahoney, I need some backup here because Audrey is giving me a hard time saying that I'm being a grump about this. Scrooge McDuck is the uh, the words that I use. Uh-huh. Um, because there was a literal get-off-my-lawn moment this past weekend. So I told you guys that, you know, we moved into a new house recently, and right away, the guy across the street who's almost 70 years old, he retired not too long ago, his name is Dale, uh, you know, warned us of this family that also lives in the same cul-de-sac. They have nine kids, and he's like, they throw crazy parties. And when I first heard that, I was like, oh, are they out there, like, raging, drinking? Turns out that they're LDS. Mm -hmm. So they're a Mormon family, so they're not out there, like, throwing parties like that. But they do have a lot of people over a lot of the time. And so on uh, Saturday, excuse me, on Friday, rather, uh, my brother and I had a business meeting but we get back to the house, and it's it's fairly late at that point, about 11 o'clock or so, because we went and got something to eat after the meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I'm pulling up to the house, I'm like, oh, boy, there's something going on here, because there's cars, not just in the cul-de-sac, that's totally full, but also, like, down the street. And so I'm like, oh, they have a lot of people over. And there was probably 40 cars that were lined. Who knows 40 people, 40 cars worth of people? That's like 80 people. Yeah. Well, like, if you think you about doing? it, their families are bigger, yeah. they, and, you know, and then their kids have friends, and but, they've I got mean, nine even kids. still, Dave has four kids. It's not like he's, like, sitting here, double unless, income, no kids, you know. Unless like, it's a birthday party or some special occasion, but this is a pretty regular thing I mean, where they have a lot of people we've over. Been to, I've been to almost all your kids' birthday parties. The most cars there's ever been is, like, 15. Right. So, long story short, none of this bothers me. Like, they're parked in the cul-de-sac. Sure. I don't care about any of that stuff. But then I saw a group of the kids, and they're all teenagers because some of the kids that live in the house are obviously teens, and mm-hmm. their teen friends are coming over. And they're parking in the street and then walking directly across the front yard as opposed to just walking in the street. Oh, no, that's a dick move. See? And see, Audrey's sitting you here. You don't have sidewalks? There's a road. There's not, like, sidewalks in the cul-de-sac. You don't walk through somebody else's front yard. But to walk through the front yard. No. You never walked through someone's yard as a kid? Not as a teenager. Not as a teenager. You know better as a teenager. You know better. What do you mean? And then also, tell me if I'm being a grump That's about a this. That's a dick move, Dave. So it, it's it's getting to be a little bit later, like 11.45, and I, I walk outside to kind of see what's going on because there's a lot of commotion, and there's kids that are out there like with their doors open on their car, like blasting music, kind of congregating around it. What kind of music are these kids? Are they playing like... Praise music? Oh, no. Is it, is it is hard? It is it like hip hop? No. Like what? what is it Hanson? <laughs> DC talk? Yeah. No. Well, like, what, like what kind of music are we talking here? No. No. It was like it kind of. It sounded sort of maybe like uh, the weekend or like pop music. Okay. okay. It's like, it's something know, new. Party, party music. Contemporary, contemporary party music. But it's eleven forty-five, and Any, the doors are all open. And hey. The music's up really loud, and then I'm like, I know that I'm being a grumpy old man right now. You are. But Dale was right. This is annoying. Did you say anything? No, of course not. I just shot him with an airsoft gun. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like dude, whenever we were teens, we were doing the same exact thing. So, I mean, I can't really, I, I know that it's annoying because I would probably be feeling the same exact way too, but I've also been a teen and I 100% did no, this but you as well. don't have, and so did you. You yep. don't have yep. the, uh, we would at least pretend to be, you know, like there were consequences of us being loud. But if you're out here like bumping music at 11.45, 11 o'clock's a cutoff on a Friday or Saturday. In a neighborhood. In a neighborhood. Like if you're out somewhere like a Sure, but you're talking a resident, you're yeah. in a literal cul-de-sac. Yeah. 11 o'clock. Nah, is man, the- whenever you have parents who are used to chaos, they're used to it. So they don't think that what they're doing is wrong. They've got a family of Call nine kids. Call the cops. No, that's what's funny is that 
The, you and Dale both call the cops. <laughs> We're not going to call the cops. What call, the cops going to do? Call, call me. I'll call the cops. I'll knock them out. It's 1130. <laughs> and you're on playing music. Saturday. And you're walking Friday. through my front yard. On a Friday. Yeah, it's Friday night. I mean, it's the weekend. 10 p.m. No, 10 man. 10 p.m., 11 p.m. at the most. No, man. I mean, whenever you have any type yeah. of a party or whatever. I mean, but Mahoney, I'm just trying to say that, like, we did this, too. If it's this, annoying. I get it. But, like, this we did it, too. once in a blue yeah, moon. Yeah, and people would call the cops on us. If this was a birthday party or something, it would be one thing. It wasn't. Like, this is something that happens almost every single weekend. And during the week, they'll have these big groups See, the of week people is, over. The start, week is where the conversation is. No, what are you going to do? Call the cops. What are the cops going to do? They can't do anything. And noise, noise complaint. If you got, yeah, man. Like, part it, of the it's HOA. All coming, if it's all coming there, you got you to gotta set a precedent, man. Are See, they on the Dale HOA? You and Dale team up. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I mean, I feel like that would be an you HOA You need to get complaint. on the HOA. I need to do what Dale suggested. Put a tripwire in my yard. This is Dave and Mahoney. So have you had a grumpy old man or woman moment that made you realize that you're starting to level up in age a little bit? Uh, Pam, our friend on Facebook, said, when teenagers started bothering me in the movie theater, that's when I knew that I was getting older. Mm, teenagers have bothered me in the movie theater since I was a teenager. Like, I'm trying to hear to enjoy some cinema and enjoy the silver screen. There is no reason that you need to be talking in a movie theater Ever. Oh my gosh, Mahoney, we I don't know if we can go see Oppenheimer, dude, because I am a chatter. I'm like, hey, what wait, what do we think is gonna happen next? Oh I'm, I'm, my a ch- God. I'm, I'm a chatter. I'll put you on the on the outside. You can sit next to Chris. <laughs> uh, Brittany said I start to get irritated if the TV volume is past twelve. I get captions on the TV. Yeah. And I constantly yell if it's any louder than that. I played drums in bands for years, over 10 years. And I don't know if it's because my hearing is bad or if I'm just old AF, probably old, but do not want my TV volume up at all. I, no, I, I agree with my that. My TV volume's literally at 100. Oh, that would, uh, uh, Mahone, but I, no I way. I can't hear it. No, I'm with you. Well, like, I, I it like, has to be at I 100. I like my TV loud, not 100 necessarily, but so, up there. But one of the things, though, about the, the volume going louder, it doesn't necessarily mean that I can understand what's being said. You it just sounds sound. like You need better noise. speakers. That's one of the yeah, things. Yeah, I just have a sound bar. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it just sounds like noise. So there's just a super loud noise. And then, uh, yeah, no, I'm with her. I, I'm always, I'm a closed caption girly. I, I've actually been, in uh, two fights in movie theaters mm. over the years okay. as a teenager okay. and as a young adult because of other unruly teenagers. Mm-hmm. The first movie was uh, The Killers with, I think, uh, Chow Young Fat. Okay. It was us, one other, uh, and, and one other group of teenagers, literally four of us, four other guys, only people in this entire movie got into a fight in that and got into a fight because somebody stole my, a teenager stole my friends because he was working for one of those like kind of like pyramid scheme companies, but he was very, very <laughs> proud of it. It was like Mary Kay for dudes, yeah. but like crypto yeah. before crypto was a thing. Yeah. Uh, he was one of those bros. I liked him. His name was Guy. He had a fleece pullover with that company's name on it. I wish I could remember what it was. Somebody they stole sold, it. They sold phone systems. He went to the bathroom. Phone system. Was and they like, and you know, they ended up grabbing his and so we got into a fight. Enemy at the Gate, starring Jude Law and Ed Harris. I love Jude Law. My but, thing, whenever I think about, uh, I've never gotten in a fight before, but I can definitely see where the anger would uh, come from if you live in a complex, Dave. I will I will bro down with you on this. One thing recently um, is that my complex, you get valet trash. So what that means is you have to have your trash out by like 6 p.m. and then they'll come pick it up before 9 p.m. So you have a pretty big window of whenever you can put your trash outside, right? And if not, then just make it to the compactor, which is usually on the same floor. And what people are doing is uh, they're just 
leaving the trash in the compact room and not even putting it down the chute. That's like the people that take their grocery carts and they just put it on the little curb right next to the corral. Like, just put your cart back. In You're already the right there. You're right. already right there. It just feels like if you have the ability to not put your cart back or just do like normal societal rule type of yeah. things, you... Uh, I don't want to know what the inside of your home looks like. Disgusting. You're probably a disgusting the, I, human being. The Truly. people who don't put their carts back, also litterers. Oh, for sure. Same people. 100, 100, 100, 100% of the well, time. I feel like littering is people who just put their trash in the compact room and don't shove it down the little compact That's hole. Littering That's littering, too. Or uh, if you've seen the people who leave trash inside of their carts. Ew. Dude, it's just, just nasty. Yeah, that, that's how I knew Literally. I was old. I was like, you hooligans. Evan said, uh, just a fur- further signal that I'm becoming an old man. I went to Texas Roadhouse the other day, and the music was way too loud, and there were five birthdays there. How did I know there were five birthdays? Because they have to do that damn yeehaw song every single time. So I was sitting there angrily counting all of the birthday celebrations. Oh, uh, no, see, I, I don't know about that. There's a restaurant that I go to uh, for specifically whenever there's a birthday happening and it's like a girl's dream because they just bring like sparklers and, you know, oh. there's like a prezzo and like the whole thing. Hate that. And, um, but it's a great way to signal, hey, it's a birthday, buy our shots. So uh, I love that. I never even thought of that because <laughs> that doesn't work for dudes. That, you're not buying... Ever. Women shots if you're at a Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> that is, you're there with your family. You, you may appreciate this, Mahoney. Uh, Jessica said, I knew that I was getting old because I set up a watch party for a wrestling pay-per-view over the weekend. No one came, and I was totally cool with that. I It used to be, you know, you what? and I, Dave, we used to have watch parties for every UFC yeah, and every big boxing match. We did that for years. I yeah. mean, like 15 plus, almost, you know, 15 plus yeah. years. Now we'll just watch them and then text each other and be like, oh, that was crazy, huh? It, because cool it, one, it was because <laughs> we were like, we didn't want to we didn't want to pay for the pay-per-view by ourselves. Yeah. So we're like splitting the cost. And now I'm like, I just, you know. It's worth it just to stay in. Just I just wanna, do it bootleg. Yeah, I'll just steal it. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Dave Mahoney, hello. Yeah, this is Carl. And it's hilarious you were talking about, you know, you're getting older when things happen. It just happened to me at the grocery store. What happened? First of all, I work 10-hour shifts, so the last thing I want to do is have to bag my own groceries at the store, but of course, there's one cashier that has nine people at it. Right. What I do is I argue with that idiotic voice that has to tell you every time, please scan your item and put it in the bag. (laughs) I mean... Calling attendant now. After I've done it five or six times, I might get the idea... (laughs) Oh, it's, it's the worst whenever you do you take the bag off the conveyor belt too fast. Oh, and then the, it becomes yeah, a whole yeah, thing yeah. where they've got to like come in and punch their like managerial code. I can just imagine you standing there at that self-checkout just yelling at I that won't machine. go to self-checkout <laughs> for that reason. I, just like, I have stealing. one item. I'm going, I'm going to a person. I, I, don't raise, I don't raise my voice, but I'm cussing it out and everything. And I go to the same store. So the, the woman that, you know, oversees things, she she knows why I'm over there. And she just laughs because I'm arguing <laughs> with that idiotic voice. Mahoney, I think you'll appreciate this one. Uh, Elena on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Mahoney said, went to punk rock bowling last month. And mm-hmm. on day two, Rancid was playing and the crowd broke the barrier and it took 45 minutes for them to fix it. And by the time the band went back on, we'd kind of just lost our edge and it was so late. And so the husband and I, Decided it's loud and it's late, and so we're just going to leave. And that was the least punk rock thing that we've ever done in our entire lives. <laughs> well, I will say for events that are like, you know, baseball games, basketball games, concerts, I always like to leave 
early because I want to beat traffic. Beat traffic. There's there nothing, there's, there's no conclusion to any game ever that's going to be as exciting as beating traffic. We are so rock and roll, guys. <laughs> it's so Dude, that is you, That is so funny. Because I do so it too. Metal. I absolutely do it too. And it has nothing to do with the fact of traffic. I actually, I don't even feel like I, I would mind that. It's all because I've wanted to be in my own bed for so long. Yeah. Like even just like a couple hours outside of bed is yeah. enough motivation to get me to want to leave before the actual song that I want to hear. There is nothing that drives me to just true, unadulterated madness, like sitting in a parking garage or parking lot after an event that I've been at for hours. My feet hurt, and then I know it's going to take me an hour to get out of here and an hour to get home. Juan said I I was getting old when people started messing with my thermostat, and I was getting real angry. Jason said... Going out to eat by myself. When I was younger, I would have felt like a loser. Now, I don't care at all because I don't have to have the terrible where do you want to eat discussion. If I want Korean food, I'll go get Korean food. If I want Vietnamese, I'll go get Vietnamese. Yeah, you you quickly learn that people who are out at restaurants by themselves are some of the most like... You know, they, they they just know who they are and they know what they're about. They are they 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 have a true sense of self because there is that kind of social stigma that exists of eating in a restaurant by yourself. And it took me a long time to do that. Same thing with the movie. Like I like actually like going to the movies by myself now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve has a good example. He said there were all these loud ass cars that would drive by, and I would complain. But the irony of it is I was an open exhaust street racer for years, so that was definitely an oh crap, I'm getting old moment. Oh no. You were an open exhaust street racer, and now you're like, these cars are too loud that are driving by my house. Well, kind of in the same vein, right? We're obviously in the music industry, so whenever I was a kid, I the first thing that I got in my car, my 2000 and something Nissan Altima, uh-huh. I put tint on the windows and Ooh. I got new door speakers oh. <laughs> so that I could listen to my music yeah. really loud. First off, if you you live a place where it's warm and you don't have tent, you're a maniac. Yeah. Crazy. First off, yeah. I don't understand that. Tent laws are some of the worst laws on the books, period. I like how everyone here in Arizona just ignores them. Yeah. Everyone's as, just got as murdered you sh- out windows. I, as you should. As you should. Uh, but, but the, the speakers matter. But the thing that my favorite thing to do is when I, because I drive a Toyota Avalon. It's literally the oldest car, oldest person's car in the world. I bought this car 10 years ago when I was 31 mm-hmm. because I love a big, you know, old person sedan. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. That's your but speed. the average age of the person who owns a Toyota Avalon was like 73. Do you think that there's anyone else that has a Toyota Avalon with a system in the back like you with do? A, with a 1,500-watt amp and a, uh, you know, like a 15-inch subwoofer in the back? Because the whole, like, systems in cars have kind of gone the way of the Dodo to begin with. But if you're driving an Avalon and you've got a system in the back... We'll give you some tickets for that. I, I love pulling up next to cars because you don't see it that much anymore. Because, you know, the, the stock system in cars are, yeah, are all really good, good. now. Yeah. But when somebody's like bumping and then I pull up next to them and then I just t- crank my bass oh, all the way up. Bump off? Just to, just to kind of like. Because so I'm still with this do that? generic, boring white guy over here in an Avalon, and I'm just like, Brum. and I'm like, I can bump too, man. See, I that's like, I, I like where my story bowls. was going whenever I was talking about putting speakers in my car was because 
I thought that as a kid that that was really cool, but now I'm the person looking at people apparently like you. you Yes. Like, shut up. We work in radio. Shut up. Shut up. We're at a red light. Quiet down. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. I don't know why there is such a great variance when it comes to this sort of thing. Like, if there was a, I don't know, committee of some kind, regulations that were put into place, like, I don't think we necessarily need more regulations on everything out there, but we certainly need more regulation on alarms on refrigerators. You know what I'm talking about? The little thing that starts beeping if you leave the door open. Not even open. It's just like not fully closed. Yeah. I mean, and like I actually appreciate that. Like if it's not fully closed, yeah. you don't want your food going bad. But the sort of the sort of ones that start incessantly beeping and then don't stop while you're trying to, I don't know, put all of the food that you just bought into the refrigerator. Yeah. Like that's real annoying. Yeah. Like, hey, settle down, bitch. Especially if it doesn't have an alarm on it. Well, one guy, uh, he also got irritated by an alarm, but this is on like, I guess like a commercial refrigerator. So he's, he's a jam. Janitor, and there is this mega cold refrigerator that had an alarm on it and uh-huh. started beeping, and so he got annoyed by it. And he decided, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this thing off." How do you turn it off? Well, that's that's part of the problem. So this is in Troy, in New York, and the storage freezer contained cell cultures, samples, and experiments at minus 112 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so that's pretty cold. Pretty cold. And uh, because he turned it off, um, they all it, die. It ruined everything. Oh, so, cool! Uh, he, he got annoyed by an alarm refrig- or refrigerator alarm, and he decided that he was going to shut the whole thing off. But instead of powering off just the alarm, I guess he powered off the entire fridge. I'm not going to say uh, I'm above doing something like this because there has been a point in my life where there was some beeping going on from a refrigerator, mm-hmm. and I may or may not have punched the refrigerator. You punched a refrigerator? My garage fridge. Okay, so was that the first time it had been punched, or did it become the garage fridge because you'd also punched it previously? Maybe both. Okay. Why were you punching fridges? Mahoney used to be a very angry young man. Things got crazy, man. Things got oh crazy. Oh, my goodness. It's yeah. a fridge. <laughs> so the uh, the institute where this took place, so the, the uh, institute in New York said that it was an estimated $1 million Whoa. to replace and replicate the samples and experiments contained in this damaged fridge. So there's a lawsuit that's going on right now with the janitor's employer, so they're trying to sue them in order to recoup some of the money. But the man allegedly turned off the entire fridge to stop the beeping and ruined a million dollars worth of samples. Good job, buddy. Should have just punched Dave. Dave at Ed Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. You know, Mahoney, being from the mean streets of Brainerd, Minnesota, they, uh, there was a saying that used to go around, and that's one, when the crack is whack, someone is getting a smack. What? Yeah. That was never a saying in Brainerd, Minnesota. <laughs> okay, the you're right. The crack that was never- is whack. Someone is getting a smack. So here's what happened. Uh, in Marion County, deputies arrested a man who barged into a home and punched the owner in the face. And they were like, why on earth would this guy do this? Uh, his name is Keith Sherman Jr., 39 years old, forced his way into the home, which is in the Orlando area, and attacked the owner because he believed that the man's daughter owed him money. Keith told deputies he came back to the house to buy crack cocaine, but was not happy with the product and wanted his money back. He wanted a refund. He bought back I mean, crack. there need to be consumer protections. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need a consumer uh, bill of rights. Yep. For sure. So he, uh, did he did he get his money back? Uh, no, I don't believe he did. Uh, he was arrested for charges, on charges of burglary, battery, and property damage. What's interesting, though, is that this guy, 39-year-old, busts in and he punches this girl's dad in the face. 
He's only 35, the dad. So even if he had... Who's he buying? Is he buying crack from a 16-year-old? Right. Like, doesn't it seem very kids, young for his daughter to be slinging crack? That happens absolutely a lot because huh. you're less you're less apt to think that a kid is selling drugs on the corner than an adult. Yeah. So they'll push, they'll put their kids out on the corner and sell. So 100%. This, is, this is not great. A uh, Florida police officer attempted a traffic stop, and then he noticed, hey, wait a second. Uh, that guy just chucked something large out of the window. Mm-hmm. Turns out that the driver, Desmond Anthony Curtis, 35, uh, he had some marijuana. He claimed he had a valid marijuana card on him, uh, but he threw it out of the window because he was nervous. That normally doesn't work. I mean, I've watched enough of the uh, the cops and the world's wildest police chases to know that the cops are always rolling video, and they always see when you chuck something out of the window when they're trying to pull you over. Also, can we just legalize marijuana everywhere yeah. in the U.S. at this point, please? Makes it less fun. I mean, I mean, yes, Audrey, it does, but can we just have police officers be able to focus on, like, real problems, Actual not crimes. some guy who's got, like, some weed in his car. Some people, Mahoney, would say that that is the real crime. Is that it? he threw away that marijuana. That was the crime. Not the fact that he had it. Not the fact that he was going to smoke it. What, I mean, what, now the birds are going to get high? You know? All the government drones? Just gonna get, the ooh, government drones. They're just going to get so yeah. high. So don't you hate it when you're, uh, you're a felon and you're on the run, but you just love smacking booties? Because they don't pair that well together. You know, you're hiding from the law, but the you way just... you set some of these stories up. You just love... Where is this going? What is this doing, Dave? What <laughs> so, are you talking about? A Texas man was arrested <laughs> for slapping a woman's butt at the town square in the villages. and Down in Florida. He drew a lot of attention to himself because he's walking around slapping people's butts, which, what are you doing, Can't man? do that. He's 54 years old, so you definitely should know better. But he walked up to this woman, slapped her butt, and so she's like, hey, ding-a-ling, stop smacking my butt. I don't know you. And he's a wanted felon. And he's a wanted felon. And so, of course, the cops get involved, and they take him aside, and they start figuring out who he is. And, yeah, he uh, he was wanted for some crimes back in Texas. Baby, and so there you go. You can't spell felon without having a felon in there. There you go. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. Please leave a message after the beep. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. Um, what's your social media presence like? Uh, do you enjoy social media or do you dislike it? Like, are you popular or anything? Message deleted. I find myself to be much more of an observer on social media than, like, putting stuff out there. I mean, we already do a lot of that with this. Like, you probably know more about my life than you care to know about uh, because of the radio show, if you if you consume this. But um, this feels less, even though we know way more people are consuming what we're talking and saying on a day-to-day basis than they ever would on our social media. This doesn't feel like as... Do you know why? It's because nothing about this feels permanent. Like, we say things. It's not like anyone's sitting there recording it and combing through what we're saying on a daily basis. It's happening, right? Like, the corporation that we work for has a recording of everything that's said over the air. But, like, on social media, it feels like such a commitment to me to make, like, a post about something. Really? Yeah, and I it. Hate feels it. less cringy, yeah. even though, like, I'm happy to share every aspect of my life here, but, I mean, it's also amongst friends, and we're talking directly to each other here in the studio, whereas I feel so self-indulgent and so, like, douchey when I'm posting things on social media. Yeah. Like, I just, I just really, like, even vacation photos, photos of me, 
all that. I just don't. Unless I, you have a new trunk weapon, and that's a good post. That is a solid post. Yeah. So if you guys were to look at my social media, what would you say that my presence is? Because oh. I feel like that's the the observer is the person who gets to choose the narrative of the story being told. Because whatever you're posting is, I mean, Mahoney, you say that it's self-indulgent. But I mean, because it's never necessarily for me. And I'm not posting necessarily only for me. It's the observer of my of my posts. Yeah, no, huge dude. What they for think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's, what you do is you post things that normally make you chuckle and and. I like that sort of person as far as a follow on social media because I'm consuming things through your lens, but normally it's genuinely funny stuff. The stuff that's cringy is the people that are the self-inflation, like the the self-love, and it's all about them. And look at how hot I am. Well, or- I mean, I, I I won't. I don't. I don't. I'll say this: like I'm in a situation. So are you, Dave? You know, you're, we're we're in Audrey's. You know, Audrey's in a relationship. You and I have been married. Dave, you and I have been married for a long time. Not to each other. Well, kind of. I mean, financially we are. Um, But I've been married for a a long time. And I think if you ever saw me, like, start posting, like, a lot of, like, stuff online. Yeah, like a trouble in paradise. No, I'm already divorced. You're already divorced, yeah. Because I'm never going to post. Like, if if my wife left me, I would never post about it. If if Mahoney starts. You would just see me out there. It's like a lot of posts on social media, or if Mahoney starts going to the gym, I'm like, there is something wrong. (laughs) Please leave a message after the tone. The The other day, you guys were talking about aliens, and then Audrey brought up the probe. I mean, I think it all started with E.T., right? The finger, man. Come on. Message deleted. Yeah, where did the, he was saying the probing, because that's like the first thing that everyone always says. Like, we assume that these aliens have traveled across the galaxy. Peg us for years. And they just want to get all up in that booty. That's the first thing. And he said that it all started with E.T.'s finger. (laughs) Oh, man. E.T., what a what a movie that was. Yeah, what a time. And and the creepiest part of that whole movie was the keys jingling around very, like, cryptically mm-hmm. through the woods. Through the woods, Trying yeah. to find the aliens. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? It was just the keys. They didn't even really show the guy's uh, face until nope. kind of towards the end. You just yeah. see this cryptic key jingle jangling. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why or where that started well before E.T., well before uh, Spielberg invented the finger of E.T. Yeah, that's out of all the things that we can imagine about aliens, not, the, you know, this incredible intelligence or technological advancements, it's just like, <laughs> hey, y'all yeah. into butt stuff? <laughs> what is Mahoney looking at? So, many years ago, I remember there was an E.T. finger, uh, like, Adult toy. Oh no, that existed. Up on but, the but, they, but they got, I think they got a cease and desist, and so it's no longer in production. And you can't find it anymore. D- d- don't tell me so, you found a used but one. I'll tell you this: I'm probably gonna get fired because on the work network, I just searched on Etsy. On Etsy, a- alien sex toy. Oh no! And this is the most disturbing group of results that I have ever Some seen. Some small shop is posting their alien sex toys for small small local business purchase. Not even on eBay. Not even like an Amazon buyer from China. You're not finding it there. You're on you Etsy. These are the, me, these, This is like literally. This is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. So I I don't like it. Send me that link. This is Dave and Mahoney. So out of all of the jobs that are out there, being a dog nanny, good job or bad job? Great job. Good job. Great job. Okay, so this is a British recruitment agency that decided that they were going to put this posting out there, and they didn't really specify. 
exactly what the dogs are that you have to look after, but they did give you some of the details of it. So tell me if this would be interesting to you. So they they actually had to take the posting down because they said they got too many applicants. Uh, because, you know, being a dog nanny, you'd think would probably be quite a bit of fun, right? You build a rapport with the dogs. You just hang out with dogs all day. Sure, and especially if you've got money to have a dog nanny, usually they pay pretty well. Uh, it does. So the job post said that it would pay $127,000 a year. That's Ooh. insanity. That's yeah. awesome money. So this is over in the UK, and they posted it saying that you'd have to do kind of the normal stuff that you would you know, need to feed them and exercise, train the dogs, as well as coordinating and overseeing all vet appointments and vaccinations and health checkups and all that. Uh, but the listing had to be pulled down after the number of applicants spiked from about 300 to more than 2,000 in just a few days. So are these nannying for puppies? Because in the grand scheme of like how often vaccinations and vet appointments exist for dogs and grooming, I mean, even the most luxurious dogs, you're really only getting them groomed like every three weeks, maybe. So It that's sounds the like most... it's got to be puppies, right? Because I mean, if they're talking about training them as well, yeah. right, that's not going to be like a senior dog. But I mean, even then still, like every six weeks for vaccinations for a puppy. And then after that, once they're adult dogs, that's once every year. I mean, I, I, that's just really good money just to chill with a dog and like, I would, go on a walk a couple yeah, times Yeah, man. Like, I can't think of like, we've got an awesome job. That may be the only job better than ours. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> let's, let's kind of put this into perspective though. Let's say this is a $127,000 a year and we can all agree like hanging out with a dog all day and just like being best friends and like, Hey, you want to go outside and play? Let's go. Um, all of that sounds great, especially at $127,000 a year. Absolutely. But, Let's say the dog's an a-hole. I was just thinking about what if How, it's a butthead dog. Let's say that this dog, let's say it's two dogs and they both bite you. How many bites That's part of the training. are you willing to tolerate per year for $127,000? 127000 <laughs> <laughs> One bite per dollar? One bite per dollar. <laughs> okay, so Mahoney may be a little on the high end there. Well, that's why that they want trainers, right? Is because if you do have a butt head of a dog, mm. then you're hopefully going to be able to train that dog to not bite anymore. And I don't have that training ability. I would end up, I would be the person that would be kissing the dog in the face that bites. <laughs> and then my face would be gone. But then you'd, you'd have to outsource somebody else to come in. You have to pay them out of your salary. Then all of a sudden you're not making $127,000. No, I'm not going to delegate. I don't think that these dogs are going to bite, Dave. I think these are going to be lovely dogs Snuggly. that are well taken care of and pampered. They may they may be high maintenance, but I don't think they're mean. Don't don't you ruin my fantasy. I want whoever gets this cake job that happens to be even more cake than ours is going to be viciously attacked every single day. Dave. No. Yes, no. the second they walk don't in Don't say rah! that. Don't put that into the universe. Yes, Lose an arm the first no, week. Dave, okay, okay. stop it. <laughs> Lose a couple of fingers the first week. Oh, you not, need not your the thumbs, or else we're just a puppy. Not like your ring finger or something, you know? No, then how are you supposed to be? How are you supposed to get married? Oh, you can chop mine off. <laughs> no, Dave. <laughs> I'm joking. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes to your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen. All at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs> 